I've got a ferret on my arm. Today is May 3rd, 2020, and you're listening to episode 36 of Manchild and the Old Guy. He's the manchild, a bearded 20-something, and I'm the old guy, a cynical Gen Xer. This is your intergenerational podcast where we discuss pop culture, faith, politics, and whatever we find interesting. Broadcasting from the basement because that is where mom lets us. I'm the old guy. And I'm the manchild. Welcome to our stream of consciousness. What's up? What's up? So how are you doing today, manchild? I'm doing okay. <laughs> you doing that as asmar thing again, or whatever? What is it? What the uh, asmar? I I don't know. It's the a s w m a s m r. Yeah, that thing. Asmar. You you pronounce the word. Well, okay. Yeah. I think it's audio something. Yeah. Sensory. Sensory anyway. overload? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, people are doing weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, make, scratching the mics and stuff. Uh, no, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm Today's a weird day because um, my classes for college, right, my finals were all supposed to be last week. And then a couple classes, they were like, oh, well, you know what? Let's not do them this week. Let's just not. At all? Well, here's the confusing thing. So I have a couple classes where their syllabus is, as long as they state this is not a uh, like a self-paced class, then it doesn't matter. They don't have to put every assignment that's going to be on this, uh, in the grade books. They don't have to put everything that's going to be on the grade books. So it's kind of a mystery, mystery as to whether um, I'll have a final or there's midterms. You don't know until the week of that class when they post all the assignments. Interesting. Um, so my sociology and so this um, COVID's really messed everything up, is what you're saying? Yeah. So my sociology and then psychology class. One of the weird things with them was that they didn't tell me what I'm doing. So I got an email from my psychology teacher saying, "Oh, next week, you know, there'll be a couple other assignments, just to be a quiz and a discussion, which really easy." And then my sociology class, I just got an email like 30 minutes ago that that class is overdone today. So I. Did you not have a final in it or anything? Nope. So just whatever you had as your grade, that's what you get? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I probably would have started one of the other assignments sooner that I still have in sociology for this week rather than try and cram it in today. <coughs> but, um, you know, it is what it is. So you got to get everything turned in by tomorrow or something? Today. Oh. Well, you just seem pretty low energy. I just am... You just know, chill. I guess I know. I f- I feel low energy. I'm tired. I'm really exhausted because I've been worrying about my taxes. But you look beautiful. Oh, thanks, Dad. You're gorgeous too. Um, <laughs> I've been worrying about my taxes because I've sent them off to one of the people that work with our organization that knows how to handle the kind of situations we're in. So I sent that off to her several weeks ago. And I hadn't heard anything back. So I was like, oh, well, it's getting close to her May 15th deadline where she said she's going to stop doing the taxes for people. Yeah, they're not due till July 15th. Right, but I was like, well, I'd, I would rather have like just taken it, bought all the TurboTax to do it or something, than wait till May 15th just to say, hey, I'm not going to do yours. I'm not going to get around to it. So I was, I, was a, I was a little nervous about that. Um, 
but then I got I did, an e- yeah. yeah, I got an email from her today asking me for more information. They're do- she's doing it today, which is awesome. I'm fine with that then. <laughs> then I got stuff from my classes, which is great. Um, but those are all like really stressful things that have been weighing on my mind because um, I want to because they're just sitting there. There's nothing else I could do for like my classes until a teacher says it's over. You know, it's I'm just in limbo. I had to do another weekly uh, claims report this morning for unemployment, which I finally just got on Friday. Um, supposedly Best Buy is going to be opening up back on May 15th for two people in the store at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. They, they have to like schedule appointments and everything. It's going to take forever to get those people in and out. I, I don't know when Hopefully all the... Hopefully they know what they want. Like, oh, yeah. You they, can't go in and start browsing Best Buy when there's only two people in the store. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to. So I, I'm just hoping... Um, things start opening up again yeah yeah i, I people are ignoring the quarantine yeah. order now it, it's over yeah i have co-workers that are just arguing with each other i'm not jumping into it because uh at work i'm speak speak before you go on speaking of arguing yes we're listening to our listeners yes who say we argue too much yeah and bicker too much so bicker. we're we're gonna tone it down to you know we're gonna argue still and bicker i'm still gonna tell you you're wrong and i'm still gonna tell you you're old and out of date yeah you're expired <laughs> like all old people you well, should just die help, now it right may help me in post-production turning you down yeah yes and i <laughs> i will i will relax a bit in doing my my bit in the show yeah the talent needs to rein relax. it in relax relax <laughs> little talent boy relax um <laughs> So we were listening to that, and we're going to take heed of that going further into the podcast. <laughs> so because they're ranting and raving and yelling, I reserve for my Happy Cabbage podcast with school ending was coming back. All right. So Will it come under the Blood Pump Media Empire? Yes, it will. All right. So I so. got, oh, yeah, I did say that I would make you a Happy Cabbage mm-hmm. uh, blog on so the I, website. I, there is some confusion with you, yes, where I know when you look at our podcast now on Anchor, it still has like the the base URL says like Happy Cabbage embedded mm. in weird areas. Yeah, no one else will see that but us, uh, except like the link to go to our anchor thing will still say Happy Cabbage buried in the all the terms, but mm-hmm. it's not that anymore. There's nothing I can do to change it though, because that's the way it was set up. The new one will be set up. <clears throat> there you, you go. If you're playing the drinking <laughs> game, <laughs> um, yeah, the new one will be set up as Happy Cabbage itself though. Um, I'll try and incorporate the Blood Pump Media banner with that. I have a couple other plans for some shows and other podcasts as well. They'll be underneath the Blood Pump Media. Dot com. What 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 show is that or uh, product is that? Dot 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 com. I don't know. <laughs> GoDaddy dot com. No. no. Intel dot com. No. Apple dot com. It'll come to you later. So you were saying oh, my coworkers, your coworkers yeah. arguing? Yeah, so at work I'm I'm not known as a pacifist. People know where I like stand religiously. You certainly sound like a pacifist today. I mean, you are so low energy right I'm now. I'm just so low energy, dude. I'm man. I was just telling. Usually, you. you're like kind of ramped up when we start. You may start out slow, but well, then I you... preached today, so I was I was ramped up this morning. But um, I mean, I can get a little more ramped up if you want. I just I can just force the energy through my veins to make my heart beat faster. There you go. That's the first time I've had to turn you down a little bit. 
All right, so I, I work, I'm not necessarily like a pacifist, uh, but people know where I stand religiously and politically, and they'll still talk to me and everything because I don't really like rip people apart. Um, my other coworkers, though, will, and immediately when they try and rip, like I'll just make a statement about what I think, and they'll they'll try and rip me apart. I don't go out and just rip my other uh, coworkers. Rip uh, it. Rip it good. Rip it. Rip it good. Um, I don't try and like take apart their political ideologies, theologies, and things like that. Unless it's just a, you know a dialogue, we're just talking. But if they're like going at another employee because they think Trump's an okay person, or you know they made some comment about Hitler, I thought most of your coworkers hated Trump. Yeah, there's still a couple of them though that were like, then in between were like, eh, they see some good stuff, but mm, they'd rather have like Mussolini as president. <laughs> Mussolini. Uh, <laughs> um, so I need to move this filter here I feel like sorry uh, I wanted to get closer to the mic because I'm it's making me feel funny I feel funny today you, I, you, but you look beautiful thank you thank you I took an <laughs> ibuprofen before the show that's what it is it's the ibuprofen it's hitting me it's hitting me weird this time you sure dude. you didn't Hits mix it different. up with Benadryl <laughs> <laughs> no I did not um so I, yeah I have co-workers that kind of like rip apart other people and like dig into them because of their ideas that's when I'll go and rip them apart for doing that because that's just not the place to do it is at work if you want to go to the bar you want to go to applebee's village inn someone's house and do that cool but don't do it at work because you're first off you're going to cause a lot of issues with other coworkers. customers are going to look at you funky nobody likes issues yeah and then no one's going to like them um but at work they'll they're they're talking about how oh it's white privilege that we have all of these people going to the michigan uh like mayor's mansion with ar-15s and california how, people are how are they conflating it's white privilege white because privilege. if you take look at all the pictures people take it's there's none black people none of them black people even though there, there are plenty of them in those crowds but the single photos like the lady that yeah. says i leave me liberty or death or something she's in front of a baskin robbins yeah. people are like oh well she's white privileged because she needs to have her ice cream or she's gonna die <laughs> and i'm like okay so what she's standing in front of a, are a they baskin robbins people of color don't eat ice cream no they're just saying it's white people that are the only ones complaining which is which is false you know it's completely false uh, but on facebook they're my my coworkers and friends are rip just going at each other about the the quarantine thing, and you know, I think this is more of a pandemic than anything. Pandemic. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't know if the the pandemic going on is necessarily planned. Um, but what I will say is, I think pe- the governments are definitely using it to their advantage. Sure. And that that's how I feel. That's what I see. What's going on now? My my friends think this is just you know a catastrophe. We have to obey government, government, government. But like I said obey, in the last episode, obey, obey, obey. But like I was saying in the last episode, I think uh, you know there's certain things you can follow with the government, but not that you should shoot a cop. But it, if the government comes starts trying to force you to do stuff, which is pretty much what it's doing. Do not shoot at cops. Yeah, do not shoot at cops. Manchild was not promoting shooting at cops. We were simply I had a making big lunch. fun of him last week. Yes, yes, yes. And I apologize for causing you to get ramped up. And make our listeners' ears hurt. Yes. Thank you. You said, read it verbatim what my lawyer sent you. Thank you. Here's your $10. All right. And the cease, desist, the cease and desist letter <laughs> is now void. Uh, <laughs> so, 
Oh, what was it? Yeah, yeah. So last day, last week, I was talking about how like this whole thing. I think people are using to make the government stronger. The dangerous thing people see is that if you let the government enforce the shutdown and the quarantine, and everything going on, then they're going to take it one step further next time. It's going to set a precedent that oh, the next time the flu is really bad and the numbers look similar to COVID in 2020, that we can shut down everything and we can start doing. But UBI. the current numbers of COVID don't even look like covid numbers yeah the no. way they were telling us at the beginning yeah the models it's all garbage we're that, all gonna die and that, that was my main point from last week is that there i saw a great meme this morning i don't remember what cartoon characters it was but one of the characters said it's all over after this after this covid episode 99.85 of us will be left percent of us will be left yes no like, one's gonna die we're gonna be okay 99.85 percent of us are yeah. still alive from what they said yeah so i i ugh. my coworkers are just going at it because half of them like kind of agree with me where they're they think that hey you know we shouldn't give in all the way to what the government's saying because one they don't have the authority and there's no one that can convince me that they have the authority at this moment because without certain things being enacted, like yeah. the war powers, war, yeah. Act and all that. yeah, which Trump is, and it's and the thing is that war powers is not a blanket term. It's war powers. You can use war powers to do something. It's not well. War powers initiated. You know, comma comma ha. You can just wipe out everything. Now you're a dictator. The war powers kind of you enable them in a certain area at a time. Yeah, it, the war powers isn't an overarching thing. It allows a president to take extreme authority over certain aspects of the U.S. economy and the populace to make sure that the country stays safe during a wartime situation. Yeah. So I, and that's the thing is, governors don't have war powers. Because governors don't go to war. So when governors say, oh, well, you have to... They, they can institute certain changes, but they can't Yeah, make it's a, not the same, but they... Governors can lock down their states. But, but this is the thing that people who don't understand basic civics don't understand, that we are not set up for the federal government... <laughs> excuse me... <coughs> We're not set up to have the federal government be this overarching kind of thing. Federal government's only there really about interstate commerce, what's happening to the entire country at one time. But on a local level, everything's states' rights. Yeah. Our constitution's set up that way so that each state is supposed to be an incubator for what the way a representative democracy is supposed to work well. And so anything that works well in a, inside of a specific state if it works well there, then maybe it'll work well in other states. And that's the way our system has worked for hundreds of years until basically in my lifetime when all of a sudden we think that the federal government should have ultimate control over the states. And that's uh, not really the way our system is designed. Yeah. And that's the debate with people is if you give everything totally over to governors the, a lot of states are just totally going over to the federal. It's it's just it's just a con total mess. But uh, so like we're in Iowa right now. If you look at Iowa, there is no edict that you have to stay home. We're loosening guidelines for some businesses and things like that. Every, there there is no law. There's there was no, a nice request, and that's it. That was just a request. Even for the businesses, it was a request. 
unless you're a vape shop, uh, liquor, not even a liquor, you're, uh, tobacco, vape, um, pet grooming, like the random, some random things. Those were the places that, man, I feel like my mic sounds funny. Um, those are the places it's that. because you're so low energy today. Are you turning your hello, headphones hello, up? Hello. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this you're will just, help. You're just so low energy. I'm, I'm just so low like... energy. Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm just so, so liner. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry you, for my you existence. You sure you had uh, ibuprofen before we started? Not a special brownie? No. I, I <laughs> The jar said Xanax, but I thought it was just a container. Tasted huh. like chicken. Yeah. Something. But, yeah, that, that, that's in Iowa, there is no law about staying home. So people that say, oh, you have to stay home, you're doing it for civics or social you know, status or whatever. You can't tell me to stay home. No cop, no official, no nothing has the right to do that because it's not law, right? So um, officials or authorities cannot arbitrarily tell you to do something without um, going through bureaucracy and having things issued. And certain edicts have to be done, but there has to be paperwork for it. They can't just say in a news briefing, well, you need to stay home. Well, great. No. Yeah. Well, show I, me, show me, show me the piece of paper that says that. Yeah. We talked about that last week and yeah. So I have friends they, that are like, that oh, got us into a little bit of trouble with our listeners, I guess. Yeah. But. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I got people that are saying, well, you have to listen to everything the government says. Otherwise, you know, you're going to jail. And they're half that's well, like, this is, bring your this guns is, to their mansion. Yeah. Now, I, I do not like that people are conflating uh, the people standing at uh, government facilities with guns mm-hmm. in hand to Colin Kaepernick kneeling inside of a football stadium. Those That's a false equivalency. Yeah, if it's you support two, this but don't support this, two you're separate, not really supporting yeah, freedom of speech. Two separate things. Both of them fall under the freedom of speech, certainly. But one is standing up to our government, and the other is protesting how you feel the government's treated certain people. Well, it's, it's societal. They're they're saying we are the problem. The the, the people of the, the the mayor's mansion, or the like governor's mansions and things like that, or the state capitals, they're not protesting that the people are in. You know, they're the problem. They're protesting the, 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 the government, government's the yeah. problem. And that, Kaepernick is protesting that the people are the problem. Right. And that's what I mean. It's a false equivalency. So don't don't tell me that uh, people standing at the wherever they're standing. It's been multiple locations with their with their weapons um, equals uh, Colin Kaepernick because it doesn't. It, it, you can't even compare the two. Yes, they're both protests. But they're not equal. They're they're yeah, about so, two different things, and the the Second Amendment is there for the purpose of the people rising up against the government to tell it to knock itself back into place, uh, and that's exactly what's happening now. You may disagree with the optics. I certainly do. These morons are out there with their weapons in hand. I they're all gonna in this today's media climate they're all going to be vilified and looked at like like they're some weird uh ruby ridge kind of group but uh that is not i'm sure that's not their intention but because of the way the media is going to portray anybody walking around with a weapon on government property that's exactly what's going to happen yeah and you know what we're saying with that the false (laughs) equivalency you could do the same thing where if you have a picture of 
black like black lives matter protesting and then a picture of the ku klux klan burning a cross and lynching someone and say well if you support this but you don't support the other one you're not really supporting free speech is it it's it's stupid but for the people like capitals with guns go for it dude that's your right whether you think it's right or wrong like a leftist could go to the that's the one thing though leftists don't like guns so they don't protest with guns when they do bring it they end up shooting somebody um because they don't know how to hold them (laughs) but you know there's people half the time if you talk to them some of the interviews i've seen the people that go to these marches they have ar-15s with nothing in them there's yeah, no they're, clip. They're, if you look at the loaded. pictures, there's nothing. They just they're have the gun to yeah. show that I have this. I can right. take this there if you want, and I'm totally supportive of that. I want to do that sometime. I want to get. I want at some point. I'm going to buy an AR-15. I want to make it nice and pretty, like yeah. a forest green. Well, you can one. buy the kits, yeah, and because mm-hmm. you can buy all the parts to an AR-15. And... Yeah, Donald. He, uh, I think he like carved his and built his and stuff like he didn't that. Carve it, but he. Well, he, he had like it. some pin thing. Well, that's that's so you can create it yourself, and you become a gun manufacturer at that point, because you have to drill certain holes at certain, and you're you're finishing the product. So. Do those have to be? How do you do that with the registration? Like, if you build the gun, does it have to be registered? Isn't it no. like if you buy it, it has to be registered? No. No. Nope. So nothing. That's part of the reason for doing it that way. Look, I, I always go back to the original Red Dawn movie from 1984. Mm-hmm. 84? Somewhere around there, mid-80s. One of the first radar movies? No. PG-13. It was one of the first PG-13. One of the first PG-13 movies. Um, and in there, uh, the Cubans slash Russians go in and take over the little town in Colorado. And the first thing the Cuban colonel says is, go to City Hall and pull out everybody's gun registration so we know who has a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So I've seen enough of those videos now on Facebook. Um, I used to say YouTube, but now Facebook. Facebook's dominating the like trending video thing because YouTube sucks right now. Um, where a cop shows up to someone's house and says, "Hey, I got a you know your FICO card, void card, void card." Yeah, you know, oh blah blah blah. blah. I need to confiscate your guns. Which I'm like, wait, what? If you if you sign up and have them like registered, I guess there's stipulations in certain counties and states where, yeah, the the cops can just come and say, hey, we give me your guns. Yeah, well, the Supreme Court in California just upheld that you, or one of, or maybe it's an appellate court. I I don't have the story in front of us, but there was some ruling in California that they're still making people register every time they buy ammunition. It's stupid yeah um well one more reason people are leaving california in droves yeah what do you do then if okay so let's say i have uh because i have that old buffalo bill rifle upstairs mm-hmm. right that's not registered that's just no an old but you don't you don't have to register it in the state that we live in but certain other states like if you were taking it across the border across the mississippi river you would need to have it registered so but like if we move back to nebraska or something no Okay. Because it's considered a collector's item and that kind of stuff. So I, my understanding is, I could be completely wrong, hmm. but my understanding is because of its status as a collector's item and it's inside of a collector case, all that kind of stuff, that you don't need to register it. But I could be wrong. We'd have to look it all up. And hmm. and, and certainly when that gun was put in the case and all that, that was the law then. And I haven't 
looked at it since then. So that could have changed multiple times since then. So I'm dealing off a very old memory. All that to say. All right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like guns. I want to get more into guns. <laughs> well, now that I'm married, it's and I don't have school, which is I think that's part of the low energy. Is I'm finally getting. I don't have school, and I don't know what to do. We're, you're supposed to be excited about that, not like, dude. Well, it would have been more cool. doobie will make me feel so much better. <laughs> you're so. <laughs> I'm just. I don't. I I don't know what to do. You have no passion. I don't know. I actually have thought about starting up my electric car idea, like really focusing on that. That's going to take a load of bread to capitalize. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, with that, we want to take a moment to acknowledge our stream of consciousness listeners out there. We do appreciate your feedback and, and you listening to our program. <coughs> Talking about me smoking. I know, Well... We had that spicy chicken for lunch, and uh, it's coming it back on Spicy. So please continue to share your stream of consciousness with us. Hopefully the complaints about Manchild and I arguing too much haven't affected his brain so much that he no longer has energy to do the podcast. Low energy. If you found value in this podcast, please visit anchor.com slash mctog to support the show and make a donation. The amount of value you have received, please donate, please donate, please donate. Donations help to keep the podcast uh, going and makes you a producer of the show. So donate, please. Please donate. I'm laid off. Please donate. Uh, we want you to interact with each other as well as with us. So look for Manchild and the Old Guy on the Facebook page. Support links can be found through our website, www.bumpmedia.com. You can also contribute to the with us by emailing us at bumpmedia.gmail.com. Nailed it. First time. Subliminal messaging. Donate. <laughs> well, Slaves. we do want to hear from you. Bloodpumpmedia.gmail.com. Please send us your message and comments. You can also comment on our Facebook page and uh, like and share that out there to get more listeners going on. We we want to have a greater conversation about some of the stuff we're talking to. So uh, talking to all of you about. And, of course, share your stream of consciousness with others because it's a great plan that you should be excited about. Let's do it. We'll cross the streams. Cross the streams. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Share yeah, the stream. You, you really nailed that one. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I also got to like, I got to do something with that because it just seems like it keeps getting quieter. So I think mm. I need to re-record it and, and you make know, it louder. You know what we could do is just get two snowball microphones, just plug them into a computer, and just do a bunch of post-production and pretend we hear everything and that we're adjusting the volumes and we're really not, and just hope the computer sounds good, and publish it. <laughs> just do one episode of that. And we, just, we have an episode of that called Episode 23. The, the lost episode. The shadow episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, main child's, the, not main child, the happy cabbage is going to be on my snowball mic, which all those episodes sounded fine. Yeah. No, never had any issues. Well, but you only have one microphone going into one system. Well, yeah, but I'm sure I want to get another one and plug it in there and have like, my wife on the other side of the room and just see how the podcast sounds. Yeah, yeah. If it just works, then it works. Yeah, then it works. What were you, were you recording it directly into anchor? No, I was just using the, the windows like voice recorder. Oh app. yeah. That's yeah. the first, uh, four or five hour of our episode. That's what, That's we, what did. we did. Yeah. Yeah. That was so a good one. Then you went to that. anchor. 
Not no, no. audacity. audacity. Yeah. They start with an A. It's the same thing, right? <laughs> audacity right. starts with the A. It's audio audacity. Sure, sure. It starts with the A. Something. Well, the first thing is a comment made by Katie Couric this week. Is that the British chick? No, no. She, when I was growing up, she was doing the NBC morning show with Bryant Gumbel. Um, and of course, oh, no, I know she's the, the saggy face lady. She's not saggy faced. Yeah, she is. She's got that whole, like, well, uh, she's like, if, if you could inject like stem cells into my cheeks, I would. I don't know. She's they, got that. Kind she's of look been like America's like cute news anchor for many years. No, well, maybe the but pictures. she's like 60 something now. Oh, still and young, like, huh? Yeah. Anyway, she says that, and she, she, uh, this is on Fox news. And of course, follow along with us through the show notes, which you can get on our website, www.bloodpumpmedia.com. Or I usually post them on the Facebook page as well. Um, but she says, I always say mass media now is not a, is, is an oxymoron because they're, is no mass media really everyone's getting the their information and their content from different places and often those that affirm their pre-existing beliefs how do you feel about that that's called confirmation bias and i think it's totally true yep i agree with it a friend of mine said we go to get affirmation not information now it's become very polarized as as a country and i wanted to take advantage of all these different platforms it seems like for several, like the early 2010s, it was like forming people's opinion with the Obamas. And then as it's gone on, everyone's opinions have been shaped from that period to where there are now, where they just look at the situation, assume a certain opinion about it, and they turn on CNN to make sure they're saying it too, because then they feel yeah, validated. I, well, I actually think it's the AIs that come into social media. So if you... AI and social media. Well, or what, the logarithm, I shouldn't okay. say AI, the logarithms. So the the way the system's set up is things that you like is going to show up more in your newsfeed. So if you agree with a certain line of thought, then more of that is going to show up in your newsfeed. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the confirmation bias starts coming in. So you start getting to a point where... Oh yeah, everybody on Facebook agrees with me because you don't have any contrary kind of thought processes or views. And so as that happens, then you start to gravitate towards news sources that follow along with that and then everybody else is a whack job, which is what happens. So everybody who listens to like One American News, Fox News, Breitbart, they all think everybody listens to MSNBC, CNN, etc. They're all whack jobs and vice versa. This is the reason I have, <clears throat> excuse me, I have um, about 10 friends on my Facebook feed that I affectionately call the commie pinkos. And yes, several of them, I call them, I call that to their faces, um, that um, they're very left-leaning and all of that. And I, I'm friends with them because they're good people. I don't agree with their political views or their social kind of views. And a couple of them aren't aren't even people of religion they're atheists but i keep them in my news feed because it keeps my news feed honest 
I get both sides of a story. Um, and I, and so I have a little more round, well-rounded, uh, ob- objective view of news events that are going on because I see both sides, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of people don't do. If, if they start, if you, if somebody starts disagreeing with them or something that they says really irks them on the inside, unfollow or unfriend. And then that stuff doesn't show up in their social media feed anymore. And so it just builds this, this more, more confirmation bias. Well, what, what I do is, so I, I like Trump. So I look, click like, or whatever you do for Trump's official Facebook mm-hmm. page. Well, then what happens is you get like the Epic Times newspaper, and then you get Breitbart, then you get all, all those kind of news outlets, Fox or certain products, mm-hmm. all Trump leaning. It's killer. It's like just too much because conservative cringe is some of the worst cringe <laughs> yeah. where it's like, F you, because you don't want the president. The dude turns around, then walks into a poll, and it's like, it's bad. So then what you got to do is you got to go over to the Sierra Club <laughs> and then click like on their thing. Yeah. I love the environment. I'm a conservationist. I mean, I totally disagree with the Sierra Club for um, some of their policies. Like right now, I just got a text 10 minutes ago from the Sierra Club, um, from Mary, one of their contacts. She said, hey, Caleb, uh, it's Mary. Just wanted to make sure you saw my earlier message inviting you to the online meeting uh, 5, 10, 5 p.m. Eastern time to kick off our campaign to defeat Trump this fall. And our national executive director, Mike Brune, will be there. Can you make it? Can you make it? Yeah. So they're so personalized. Yeah, they're so far left. I didn't realize that they knew you personally. Wow. Wow. Um, So then you have these two like super like contradictory, contradictory, um, like positions and pages. And then you throw in like, oh, I'll click Breitbart, but also click Andrew Yang. Yeah. So now my entire feed's just neutral. You just keep whacking I, on I, your... There's no way I can put this mic anywhere that it's not just freaking... In your way. Yeah. In your face. It's in my face, man. Yeah. Um, well, and that's a good thing. And um, it gives you a broader spectrum about what's going on in the country. But I would say well past 80%, and I'm making a statistic off the top of my head. Well, 97% of the I, statistics are made up on the spot. Right. So. I, I don't know, but I would... The majority of people that I talk to, um, they don't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, they just click everything they like and then everything else. Yeah, and that just builds up into the, the system of um, just confirming what other people are always saying. And it It's kind of like when the CIA puts a story out in the Taiwanese times and then also in some obscure newspaper in India and they both start quoting each other and it gets quoted around the world. And then like the New York times says several sources from overseas say this, yeah, and it's all planted stories, but since they've all quoted each other, now it's been cited 35 times. And so it must so be it true. Yeah, it was just like New York yeah. New York Times will quote ABC on something. ABC quotes Fox, who Fox quoted CNN, right. who actually quoted some... Fox quoted CNN? <laughs> in, okay, so for some interview or something. And then they end up quoting some YouTube video that was really published by a local Fox station in the middle of Nevada. And then, yeah. and, and it's, and then that original video was all based off of uh, something from Florida. And like maybe some local not, well everything is crazy in florida so. yeah so by the time it gets the other one 
Like, why are you even making this right. article? Their only, their only reason they're making that article is because they know none of their fan base, which is what I'll call them, not subscribers or watchers, listeners to, like, Fox News. Fox News knows no one's going to listen to that random, uh, right. like, NBC report from Florida. So they'll just do a report on the report. Port on the report. report of, of the, the thing. Yeah. yeah. In school, that's called plagiarism. <laughs> Where I can't make a report based, like, okay, you read uh, Tolstoy, and you make a report off that, right? Tolstoy. Not Tolstoy. I thought, dude, I swore it was Tolstoy. No, Tolstoy. I knew it was, I knew it was not Toy Story. Can you not speak, I can't do an accent. Can't you speak Russian? Can you not speak Russian? Tolstoy. Tolstoy. That's pretty good. Tolstoy. You Americans drink too much water. You need more vodka. <laughs> More potato uh, juice. <laughs> it's it's uh, Jesus juice. Mm. Um, <laughs> or I guess John the Baptist juice. Mm. But anyways, so like you know they can make a report on that book, but then if I try to make a report on the report about the book, that that's yeah, that's called spark notes. <laughs> it's a uh, banned in school. Right. It's called Wikipedia. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. No. So I I, I kind of agree with that people just look at the news for so yeah i appreciate katie kirk for being really honest but it does remind us that we need to make sure that we're hearing both sides of a story yeah jury's out whether or not she uses stem cells (laughs) that's never been an issue well i just read a report on it that i mentioned earlier you didn't read anything no 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 no. i made a report and i'm now quoting that report i made earlier all right. Thank and you. now that we've talked about it for another 10 seconds. Happy Cabbage uh, News. Yeah, hap- yeah. The Happy Cabbage News is reporting that uh, Katie Corrick or whatever her name was, some she, Fox News she host uses, uses, dead uses, baby cells she uses to, stem cells to from make herself look plants. younger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. She's 68 going on 40. I'm not sure how old she is, but she's into her 60s. I think you said 68. Uh, well, I said we can look. Primo retirement age. Primo retirement age? I don't know. What is it? 65 is the earliest. The oldest you can retire. It's at like 70. No, there's people uh, working well into their 70s. What's the purpose of that then? She's 63. Mm. Such, such a young lad. Yeah. Laid. Well, let's talk about a couple of COVID things. One thing was from uh, CNN Travel. They have a nudist nudist uh, beaches in um, Czechoslovakia Czechoslovakia and <laughs> this is just these are dumb COVID stories that come out so the Czech nudists are told to wear face masks by police so yeah. why would you want to be nudist in Czechoslovakia hey, if you can be nude be nude but isn't it cold there because that's in Eastern Europe right yeah but it well Eastern Europe Western old Soviet bloc it's along the Eastern Euro- Europe, Western yeah. Russia. What's the difference? There is none. It's USSR. Wouldn't it be better to tell the nudist to wear a diaper than a face mask? I mean, <laughs> wouldn't it be better just to say, you know what, they brought it on themselves, and just for the cops to walk away? <laughs> you know, they're gonna get it. That's their problem. How about covering up the headlights? Not your man. <laughs> the headlights. <laughs> it's just one of those weird COVID things that. When the hand crank is not in use, please put in storage bin. Now, this is the the next story uh, from the Wall Street Journal. And I've been hearing reports of this because of my line of work. Um, Coronavirus relief often pays workers more than work. 
So we know in certain communities um, throughout mainly the Midwest, larger cities usually have a higher minimum wage. Um, but throughout the Midwest, the uh, government unemployment insurance is actually paying them more than they actually made at their jobs. So I know you're on unemployment right now. Is that the case? No. No. No, I'm I'm making it's, – it's tricky. If you went by, like, the strict numbers where, like, the government, you know, in general you're supposed to be making, like, three or 400 bucks on unemployment, mm-hmm. and then you would get, uh, like, another 500 or 600 from the government for – unemployment because of covid you'd be making like 900 bucks a week mm-hmm. awesome i'm making just under 700 at least the last check was it was two different payments mm-hmm. um because for whatever reason uh the the i don't know it's so confusing they, they don't count your the job i had for you and then a certain period at best buy but they'll carry you know all the things they count for what i worked and what i put into unemployment i'm only getting 200 from the state and then like just i think it's 400 or just shy of 400 from federal for you it's all working out okay yeah it's basically making a check that i would have at best buy which is nice but i was really hoping to make more money (laughs) you wanted to be a coronavirus queen yeah covid queen i I just wanted to bank it because that's all i was going to do bank it in there Mm -hmm. because supposedly none of this stuff stuff is going to be hit by inflation bank it and then um when this is all over inflation because the government's printing so much money. Oh, so, so you're I talking want... about saving it. Yeah, because I'm like, this is going to hit okay, by inflation. Gotcha. I'm just spending tracking it. With you. I'm just gotcha. going to burn this money before it, it touches my account because if it's going to hit inflation, what's the use? But if it's not going to hit inflation, I'm just going to bank this. Yeah. Well, and... they're... actually, I read a story this morning. I didn't put it in the show notes, but they're actually inspecting deflation. Ooh. No, that's not good. No. no. Japanese, Japan through the 90s had a decade of deflation where their economy was never really growing. And so it was, it was just, just kinda, stagnant. Yeah, they call it, well, often Stag-flation. they call it, st- <laughs> yeah, <it's, coughs> man, stagflation. <laughs> they need a Tums. Yeah. Um, but it's not good because you, you have to have about a one and a half to 2% cost increase every month. Maybe a month, not a year. I, come on, it had to be a year, not month. No, no, no. About every month, prices should go up between one and a half to two percent. That keeps your economy moving forward. But um, doing that keeps the national debt in check. And so, if you have a net like our national debt, I haven't looked at it in a couple of days, but it's over twenty six trillion now. I which I remember one, when it went over eighteen. Yeah, so it's like one. Uh, 120% of our gross domestic product, which is bad. Mm. Um, they were keeping it in check with the rate about where our gross domestic product was every year, which is somewhere in the low 20 trillions. That's if you take everybody's money they make every year, total it all up, it's somewhere around $22 trillion or so. So we're up above that now, 24 to $26 depends on how much they printed last night. So all that to say, um, if you keep the national debt in check and you're slowly growing your economy, your gross domestic domestic product slowly going up, and then eventually the gross domestic product surpasses what your national debt is, and it just keeps it in check. 
And this isn't what's happening right now. So if you have, by the time all this COVID stuff's done, we're probably going to be 20 or 30 trillion in debt. And if we're, if we have deflation, then our economy is actually shrinking. It becomes harder, um, harder for us to sell our debt, which a third of our debt we sell back to the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve actually owns a third of our debt. And then the American people own about a third. Yeah. yeah, American people own about a third, and then foreign countries own the other third. So um, that's not good. And it jacks up, not jacks up like it makes it higher, but just messes up everybody's bank accounts. And like when I was a kid, you could get six, seven, eight percent interest on a savings account. I remember in, uh, what was I in ninth grade? At Omaha Christian Academy, in, in uh, back in Nebraska, and we watched Dave Ramsey video. It's like, well, you mm-hmm. can find, you can find savings accounts with twelve percent interest. You can, you just gotta find it. And I think you recorded that in like two thousand eight or nine. And I'm, and it's like twenty twelve or thirteen when we're watching it. Even now, and I'm, I thought back to it. I'm like, how buzz, how, how just absurd, like the amount of money you would have to have. I mean, if you get like twenty thousand dollars, you can find savings accounts with like three or four percent interest but you're already putting in twenty thousand with a guaranteed every month another thousand you're putting in and it's it's so nuts but like you just you're not finding twelve percent interest on just like great southern bank or first national bank of omaha or something it's not happening yeah 1980 interest rates on uh loans and stuff were 13 percent the prime rate charged by banks was 15 percent in 85, it had dropped to 8% for the federal funds and just under 10% for um, the prime rate charged by banks. Now, mortgage rates and all of that are always a percentage or two higher than the prime rate. So, and then your savings rates are a few percentage points below that. So you were, like I said, in 1985, I would have been a sophomore in high school and I was getting seven, around 7% on my basic savings account at the bank that's unheard of now yeah it's if you get two percent you're doing really well yeah there's no reason to save anymore though our society is i just listened to it there's not a reason to save because everything's charged well but if if the growth in the economy is like one or two percent and the way they're keeping that going is by dropping interest rates to try to make more credit and make credit cheaper than savings these kind of interest rates are what you get. Yeah. Um, one of the things I just listened to was Art of Manliness, uh podcast called The Age of Decadence. And it was talked about like ancient Rome and um, Europe and Britain and everything like that. And like every society kind of hit its peak and they call it an age of decadence. It's basically where money is just like everything's booming so much. And then it's just kind of flat lines, kind of like Japan. It, all through the 80s, everyone thought Japan was going to become a world power right next to America and even surpass it. And then it's just kind of... Well, they, they're they still one of the largest economies in the world. For yeah, but they, they just have a lot of issues, you know. And <laughs> One of their issues now is the people there don't have sex and they don't have yeah. any children. And, that, and that's part of the age of decadence, which is what I think the U.S. is kind of going through, which... It, and it's just like what was happening in the 1920s in the U.S. was uh, it's it was easier to put everything on a charge card than it was to actually save anything. 
because you always had money coming in. Just like right now, everyone's got a gig, everyone's got a job. So there's always money coming in. So gig just, economy. Yeah, just put everything on a charge card, just pay it off right there. Mm-hmm. There are no true savings because you 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 think you're guaranteed to always just keep have some income come in. Um, and then people get like kind of just jobs. They're like, eh, whatever, whatever. Uh, they live lifestyles they really can't afford. The same thing was happening in the 20s. And then what happened was uh, back in 1928 or 29, Black Friday happened. Or Black Tuesday. <laughs> Black Tuesday happened. Stock market crashes. And people mm-hmm. start freaking out, closing out banks. Banks only have so much money on hand. And then, bam, there's a run in the banks and the economy collapses. Well, well, your money's not in the bank. It's with, with his house and his house. Yeah, that was. Right? I had to describe that to the girl child because – because no one had ever actually walked through those kind of things with her, so I'd tell her, like, mm-hmm. well, that, you know, when I put my money in the bank, it's not actually in my account. It was just, as soon as I put it in there, they give me an interest off what I have because they just gave all that money in a loan to Bill over here to mm-hmm. buy something. And what he pays back in interest, part of that goes to my account, and the other half goes to other people and also the bank. And, you know, that's how all that works. And all of it relies on people saving so the more people save, the better you can get interest and things like that. But it's well, I mean, like the more money, it's easier to get. Everyone's if everyone has like huge savings accounts all over the world. Oh, can I get a loan for like a thousand dollars? Yeah, dude, you go. No one even knows the fell out of account. You're fine. Here's, here's a loan. <laughs> I mean, there'd be some crazy in uh, interest rates or something. But yeah, the, the society or thing we're at is just what's the use of well, saving yeah, anything? Because if you save money. They're they're printing so much money right now that it devalues what you save. Yeah. So uh, the question is, if we went back to like the gold standard, well, wouldn't we still hit that stagflation because mm -mm. it doesn't inflate? No, but money would be. um, Gold actually goes up and down fairly. A lot, Mm -hmm. and so depending on what you find and things like that, or yeah, and how governments are using it and stuff. So I. And it also limits the amount of currency that a country can produce. So, if you're backed by a gold standard, because you can't. What FDR seized a bunch of gold and then put another two trillion dollars into the economy? What? Yeah, it it gets really hinky when you're based off of a. But then fiat currencies are kind of hinky too. We can only do what we're doing because we're the world's reserve currency. If we were. We, we other, have, if we were still on the British pound standard, oh, we yeah. could not do what the United States is People doing. People are recognized and acknowledge us, so we have an authority. As an authority, we can do the things we do. <laughs> if we were just uh, an independent nation doing whatever, no, it wouldn't work out. Because no one would respect it and follow what we're doing. But because we are where we're at and we have a gun pointed to everyone's head that we can blow at any minute... Um, they're like, yeah, yeah, you go is, ahead and uh, do what you want with your it money. It is a bit that way, yeah, well... We control all all oil transactions, all mm-hmm. international bank transactions, the primary supporter of the International Monetary Fund, and the UN is all the United States. So, yeah, if you mess with the states, we're going to mess with your systems and make it really, just look at Iran. We can make it really hard on a country to exist. Yeah. And um, whether... Now I'm a big patriot and I don't agree with all of that kind of stuff, but it's a, it's the it's the reality in our world today that if you screw with the US, we we may not go at you militarily, although we can, 
we may just screw with you how you can sell or buy oil, which will mess up your economy. And we'll do it with plausible deniability. Yeah, we'll do it through France, <laughs> Great Britain. We'll blame, quote-unquote, ISIS right. uh, for blowing up your tanker. Yeah, it, we could really screw with other people, and it's because we're the world's reserve currency. Yeah. Okay, so going on a little bit here, the Joe Biden this last no, week. this Atlantic article? Uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. Okay, okay. So first, uh, uh, Joe Biden did an uh, interview this last week with Nika Brzezinski from Morning Joe on NB- MSNBC, uh, where he was denying the sexual allegation from that Tara Reid lady. Even though he already said that you have to believe all women. <laughs> Yeah, there's all kinds of contradictions there. So I, I, I took a little bit out of the Glenn Beck program. Um, every Friday, Glenn Beck has Bill O'Reilly on. And I oh, think really? uh, Bill O'Reilly has an interesting perspective. Because wasn't he chased out for allegedly... <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. A bunch of women made uh, kind of Me Too stuff against Bill O'Reilly, uh, which he fought back. But um, eventually Fox just got rid of them because the the old white guys they're getting rid of them all and he actually i think he's making more money doing his own running thing. his own little podcast yeah he's doing his own deal man deal and he's got a big following so every time he puts out a book it becomes a bestseller and fox doesn't have to buy every single one of them to do it yeah right so we're gonna this is like a three minute clip okay. that i might pause in the second in a in the middle of it but uh um, so we're we're coming out of this clip starts with Glenn Beck. He played a little snippet from Nika Brzezinski and Joe Biden saying, denying all of the sexual right. um, allegations. But then it, she's going to ask him about why he has um, uh, locked up all of his um, public records at the University of Delaware. Wait, what? So uh, he's been the senator for over 30 years. He was vice president of the United States. Yeah. So all of the notes and all of the speeches he's given and all of that's been given to the University of Delaware. And it's he has made sure that it's locked up until he's out of public life. So they can put in like his presidential library. Whatever. Just listen to his excuse about and is defending why it's locked up. I'm all ears. First. And then then Bill O'Reilly, that will, t- will take a pause in there when when you start to get flabbergasted by what he's saying. And then we'll take a pause, then we'll listen to the rest of it and listen to Bill O'Reilly's, um, his thoughts on why he has this locked up, which I thought was very interesting, which is why, you know, because we usually don't play other shows on here, but... This was quite interesting. Okay. So he he unequivocally uh, denies it, but then he's pressed with some questions, and maybe it's his growing, um, you know, senility, um, but he didn't handle it well. Uh, I want you to hear, uh, here's cut two. The first is no, about your it. University of Delaware records. Do you agree with the reporting that those records were supposed to be revealed to the public and then they were resealed for a longer period of time until after you leave, quote, public life? And if you agree with that, if that's what happened, why did that happen? Because, look, 
The fact is that there's a lot of things that of speeches I've made, positions I've taken, interviews that, that, that I did overseas with people, all of those things relating to my job. And the idea that they would all be made public in the fact while I was running for public office, they could be wow. really taken out of context. Their papers are position papers. They are documents that existed. And, and uh, that, that when I, for example, when I go, when I met with Putin or when I met with whomever, and all of that to be fodder in a campaign at mm-hmm. this time i don't know of anybody who's done anything like that so i just want to pause it there can you believe the gall of this guy to say oh no i don't want my past brought up in a campaign so i'm gonna yeah, keep all it all he does up. all he does is just bring up the past three years of trump and it's like oh well you, you know you you that justifies yeah. Like, this could be used as fodder against me, so I'm going to have a lot. What does up? he think he does with Trump? I mean, all, all these dudes, whether you like Trump or not, doesn't matter. Um, you These people, you're, you're going right at them <coughs> and saying that, you know, well, you can't use the past, you know, 30 years of my life, but I can use the last three of your years to try and win this election. And he knows that, one, he's a flippity-flopper. So he says, he, when he's in front of a group of people, this is part of the reason... He can't keep anything straight in his head because it de- whatever group of people he's in front of, he's going to play to their uh, their beliefs or something and say all kinds of weird, yeah. And then you have doodle stuff. Pelosi will get- call him because she's the head of the Democrat Party, basically, um, and just say like, "Hey, no, you can't say that. Yeah. You, you got to go back and say something else because right, it didn't right, sound right. good." Right, right. So right. then he'll say, "Well, I I've always supported gay rights." 2008. Oh, I don't think a man or woman should get married. 2016. I still don't think a man or woman should get married. Literally six months ago in 2019, I don't think a man or woman should get married. Yesterday, I've always thought a man and woman should get married, right. or a, yeah. a man and man should be able to get married, or whatever. And it's just like, are are you sure about that? It's not what you said last week. Yeah, I I just cannot believe the gall of him to make these kind of things these kind of statements that oh we need to keep them locked up so nobody can use them against me that's wrong that's that's just so right. stupid all right so let's finish listening to so the national archives is the only place there would be anything having to do with personnel records there are no personnel records in the biden papers mm-hmm. at the university so uh, personnel records aside, are you certain there was nothing about Tara Reid in those records? And if so, I am absolutely certain. why not? Why not approve a search of her name in those records? Approve a search of her name. Yes. And reveal uh, anything not... that might be related to Tara Reid in the University of Delaware records. There is nothing. They wouldn't. They're, they're not there. And if they had, if it's a, I, 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 you know, I don't understand what you're, the point you're trying to make. Holy cow. Let's just stop what? there and let's talk to uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly about this. Um, Bill, what, what are your what are your initial thoughts? Well, there's a lot of stuff there. So let's just do the fact based thing. Biden doesn't know what the search question was. He doesn't understand yes. what that was. All right. Correct. I agree. Two. Which is not, uh, hang on just a second, which is not helpful, which is not helpful for, I mean, they said, you know, George Bush just saw a scanner at a supermarket, which was not true, but that was used against him. This is somebody not understanding that you can search records for right. a name. I mean, he that's know that. incredible. Yeah. That, that woman's name would be in his archives are a thousand and one. 
Yeah. Um, that would, even if it, even if the name uh, or any document was there, it's gone now. Um, so I'm not putting any credence into that. The reason he doesn't want the Delaware records made public is because today is the anniversary of bin Laden's takedown. He was the only member of the Obama cabinet to object to that Navy SEAL raid. That's why he doesn't want that open. A lot of people have forgotten about that. And there you have it, which I forgot about that too. I never knew that. Well, I've known it, but I forgot about it. And because there was complaints about it when it happened that people were complaining. So about he Biden. just, he didn't support. So basically, the yeah, in or? the, well, in the, the situation room at the white house, they had, they had the, they knew where he was and they had the seal team ready to go. And basically president Obama took a poll of everybody and everybody except Joe Biden said, go in and get him. What, what did he want to do? Just like, Get an ice cream truck with some kids out front. And Maybe see if he come didn't out. understand what they were gonna do. Well, that was before they chopped his head off, right? Right. So the yeah, and the other side of this is is this Tara Reed woman says that she's filed a complaint, and I agree with Bill O'Reilly. If there is something in the Delaware records that mentions this gal's name, that complaint would be there. It should, mm. but I guarantee you that somebody's went through there and made sure it's not in there anymore. Yeah. Well, th- that's the thing I hear is that, uh, and that, that's the issue I have when people talk about, like, if someone, if you know there was an issue like sexual assault or whatever that happened a really long time ago and you want to bring it up, you can bring it up all you want. But if, you know, you didn't bring it up then, you know, there are some situations where it's kind of hard to bring it up, but if it's years later and you're just like, kind of like, well, that happened mm-hmm. and you're going to let it go, let it go. But if you never filed a complaint, you never said anything, didn't do anything. Now's not the time to try and yeah, it's like pull too the, late. And yeah. So there, whether you agree with this woman or not, but certainly Joe Biden doesn't understand anything. And, and she did file a, replay, or a report, and it was on the national news for a bit. I, I saw something where... It, she filed a report, but she didn't go into detail about... Because the connotation about sexual harassment... I mean, in today's society, if I say, oh, like, I, nice like I said to you earlier in the show, you look beautiful. If I say that to you, you can, you can say that sexual harassment now. Mm-hmm. And, but... Back uh, when this happened in the early '90s, no, I've had coworkers uh, let go because they've of comments and things they do. That a new, a new worker comes in and then he's like, "Hey, man, what's up? How you doing, girl?" He like just raped me with his eyeballs. Yeah, that that's all it takes. And his voice penetrated my ears without consent. Okay, that's just sound. <laughs> that's just sound. If if you if you had some kind of folding ear. Yeah. You know, maybe, but it's not. Yeah. Sound just goes in your ear. It's not your fault. It's like beating a kid because you're listening to music. He can't stop it. So this those kind of people to get people out. But if you file the complaint for an actual thing that happened, you know, 30 years ago when he was fresh senator, um, then that's, uh, I don't know, that's, that's, there's something there. But there's people saying, well, she never filed. She never did this. She never did that. But would she file with was it a university was it the government no, she filed it through the government through the hr channels and the then Senate. it has to be there if it's it, not it, there well 
well, it's not, maybe not in his personal record, but it's in the HR. I forget there's a specific Senate thing. It's in the HR record there Mm -hmm. that can come out, but technically those aren't supposed to be released until 50 years after they've been compiled. There's some weird, I've read a lot of stories about it. So everything's getting jumbled in my head, but all that to say that she's got some people that say she talked about it. And of course you may have seen um, somebody dug up a Larry King show from CNN many decades ago where her mom called in and alluded to something up all that to say who the heck knows, but there, I know he's creepy and there's enough evidence. It's just unprecedented. He, he is the a amount creepy of evidence. guy. Yeah, and he's a touchy-feely guy. So, and this this would have been when um, he's seventy-seven now. So, yeah, he would have been in his late forties at this point in time. Totally see it happening. Um, but that doesn't mean he did it. Uh, I I could see it happening with a a person who's been in the Senate for a while as a person of power of influence and such like that, like he would have been then. Um, yeah. I mean, sure. Well, I, that this is the situation that gets abused by people all the time. Yeah. The other thing you have is, uh, shoot. What was it? Oh my gosh. Now I feel stupid. Cause I just had this whole thing. I was going to bring up. It's Joe because you're ibuprofen, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Shouldn't have mixed it with that whiskey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we go back. Give me one second. Okay. Other thing I was going to bring up, like, um, you know, with all his issues, that he said he's only going to run for one term. He said he's never going to run again. When did he say that? Uh, I saw some. Let me look it up. I saw some report where he said Joe Biden, that he he would only really run for uh, one term. He would only do one term. And I'm like, then why vote for you then? Yeah. It's. People are putting a whole bunch of emphasis on his vice presidential candidate right now because everybody thinks he's going to die or if you're a conspiracy theorist that somebody around him is going to off him and put his vice presidential candidate in which goes back to this Atlantic artery the Atlantic an article in the Atlantic um, from Alex Wagner and she says Democrats need little from the front runner beyond his corporal presence. Basically, they think they can run anybody against Trump. And they just need him to get him over the finish line, which basically means he just He's a needs Trojan to horse. Yeah, he just needs to survive and whoever we're going to put around you, they're actually going to be running the government cuz you're already bonkers. And um anyway, I I just think it's funny that even those who are voting for him really don't think he has the muster to be president, but they think he has enough to beat Trump, which uh, at this point is really questionable because every single time this guy's ran for president, he's never got the nomination. How many times has he run? Uh, Three. Really? Two, two or three times. Yeah. And the last time he was running was against Obama. And then Obama eventually brought him in as the VP. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I could see if Biden were to tap uh, old, old, uh, old Vermont Stalin there to be his <laughs> running mate, 
Now, I know he said he's going to have a woman, but if he were to, te- to, to tap him to be his VP, I could see that pushing him across the line. What? Oh, to Ver- bring Bernie. Sh- oh, Bernie? Yeah. If see, he would tap... Because- if he would bring Bernie in to be his VP? Are you crazy? That doesn't meet with intersectional guidelines. You does, have to have a woman matter. of color. Doesn't matter. People would make any concessions at that point because they're like, "Well, I don't like Joe Biden, but I'm not voting Trump." People that are like, "Well, I just don't want to vote Trump. They're going to vote Biden," and then all of the the Bernie supporters mm-hmm. are going to jump the bandwagon and try and impeach Biden or get him killed or let him. Well, die there in office. there is a whole bunch of Bernie supporters that will never vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. They hate Trump. But they're not going to vote for Biden. So they're my not, sister, my sister and brother-in-law are like that. They're not going to vote for Trump, but they may not just vote for president, yeah. which is going to hurt Biden. Which okay, so what? Here, here's something that happened. So Bernie says he's oh he's temporarily suspended his whatever they say dropped out, but technically it's like temporarily suspended. If enough people were to write him in, and he would win the election by write-ins, would he technically actually win, or is there what would yeah, happen? Yeah, he would still win. Even if he, like, though he suspended his campaign? Or... It, there's a, a legal reason to suspend your campaign. Mm-hmm. That means you're still campaigning. So you're still in the running. The suspension allows you to co- keep collecting money. Because uh, once you end your campaign, you can't collect money anymore. So the suspension allows you to keep collect money and pay your bills. Basically, is what's happening. So... Um, usually what happens, um, the front runner, a lot of times the front runner campaign in order to get somebody's endorsement, um, would be to pay off your rival's campaign debts mm-hmm. that, that happens quite often. Now for Bernie, that won't be the case because he has so many supporters. He probably has a net positive. So uh, in his bank account. So part of this would be he has enough money that it is a game changer when it comes to the Democratic convention in August. So he's got enough money that he can throw it around and throw that money behind the front runner through the the Democratic National Committee. And so that's basically what Bernie's doing right now is utilizing the cash surplus he has right now as leverage against Joe Biden to get some some kind of uh, conciliatory platform change, whatever it might be, or uh, who knows what what's going on behind the back doors. But obviously, Bernie's already endorsed Biden, and um, there's going to be money given to the DNC to help Biden out in the long run against Trump. Well, what I'm wondering is if this stuff comes to bite Biden and him just like, okay, I'm done backs out well there's no other the, the thing that's going to kill biden is when he gets there'll probably be two to four presidential debates the guy cannot think on his feet no matter how much drugs they're going to adderall or whatever they're going to get him to try to stand up through an entire two-hour debate with trump and you know, trump's biggest problem is he has diarrhea of the mouth but when you put him in a debate he does enough studying that he he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Biden just starts rambling, a word salad. All kind, yeah, and and Trump's diarrhea of the mouth is going to seem like highly intelligent compared to I've got a ferret on my arm. 
Yeah, he he when he talks, he's give me some kind of presidential debate question. How is uh, Vladimir Putin going to handle the U.S. change in strategy in Syria? Well, if the what you what you have to understand is that China is uh, going to make a difference, but if America is together on this, uh, you know, Trump's controlled by Putin. If the Shanghai shivers didn't come. I wouldn't be yanking my chain to, to be up on stage uh, now, for you, American people. You forgot to say uh, one word in all this because he always says it. Look, no, look, look, there you go. look, 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 look. I look. look I, China's gonna. I, China's gonna. And of course, the follow-up question was: We asked you about Putin in Russia. Well, that's what I look. This is what I was getting at with China. Was the <laughs> and he goes right back to China, yeah. but. Um, so yes, everything he said technically is uh, English. It was <laughs> somewhat of sentences. There was no true pronunciation. There was but periods and commas. It's what I would call not a answer to a question, but a word salad. Yeah. Where it's a mishmash of Inco- nothing. Incoherent mess. Yes. Incoherent. Vote Biden. Um. <laughs> So he just does word salads where, well, you know, you have Trump over here. It's huge. And shout out the American people have never had such beauty in their lives. It's come together that Biden, slavey Biden. You know what he's doing right now? He's sleeping. <laughs> Probably. He's, he's sleepy. Sleepy Joe. He won't come sleepy out of his Joe, basement. Man. His bunker. I live on the third floor of a big White House. <laughs> the White House. The people's house. <laughs> I yeah. can't get coping. I'm I'm huffing. I drew a quote. You're huffing? I'm huffing it. What are you huffing, Mr. President? I put, I put it in my vape pen and I just... And I feel great. You're huffing COVID? No, hydro. Oh, chloroquine. Chloroquine. If you're from New York, you would have known that. Okay. It's not a Chinese company. I... <laughs> I... Well, you talk about cringeworthy stuff. Hold on, stuff. here's what I got to do with Trump does. <laughs> well, it, because supposedly he's snorting Adderall all the time. Yeah. Or whatever he's snorting. Um, so, I've got a weird story out of Florida. All right, I'm all for it. Okay, so this woman is facing a felony charge after a video call with her imprisoned boyfriend turned very raunchy, prompting a criminal probe helmed by an investigator identified in court records as detective. Detective Asman. According to the affidavit, this lady named Noel, 32, engaged to a late, engaged in a late March virtual visit with uh, Tatathan Fields, a 26-year-old, locked in a Santa Rosa County jail. The duo's video encounter allegedly became extremely sexual. Now, you could see this if a guy's been in prison and his girlfriend, you know. Yeah. Here's the crazy part is that she's got a little boy running around in the bedroom where she's doing this stuff. And she pulls out a sexual enhancement toy, a lightsaber. Yeah. She was not alone in her bedroom as she adjusted her camera at the calls outset 
A young boy could be seen standing next to the bed. The child remained in the room during the duration of the 12-minute video. The boy's age and relationship to Rascali are redacted from the court filing, though it appears the child is her son. After initially speaking a sexu- in a sexual nature to each other, the two on the virtual call began masturbating while watching the other one. And the gal's robe is fully open and she's retrieving a pink sex toy from a closet. She then uses the device with her legs spread towards the camera, all while she's entirely nude with this boy running around the bedroom. People in Florida are whack jobs. I, I don't understand that. I just don't see it. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to see it, but... <laughs> I, I I don't understand the. What, where's the thought this process? Is, yeah, where where a thought? Did you think this was a good idea? My son's in the back. First, he ain't got no. First off, all right, Clyde, we can go ahead and do it. All prison conversations, whether record. virtual or not, unless you're with your lawyer, are recorded. Are recorded. Ow. Yeah, and like because of my position, I get calls from people that are in jail all the time. Mm-hmm. And the first thing. This call is recorded for well, this call quality is being, purposes. Well, it's being initiated from a public correctional facility. We're watching you, big money. Yeah, so it... I, um, anyway, I. it's just goofy. It's gross. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross to begin with, but then if you've got a little boy running around the room, just... Makes it a little more yeah awkward. If you find that more interesting... Um, you should probably stay in prison a little longer with yeah. a new trial. But yeah. uh, well, she she got arrested. Oh, good, yeah, good. So. Society is not totally corrupt just yet. She's out on bond, but you oh, know, whatever. Well, go to California. They outlawed bond. Yeah. So an interesting uh, article came out in Defense One um, online magazine. Artificial intelligence outperforms human intel analysts in key area. Um. A defense intelligence agency experiment shows AI and humans have different risk tolerances when uh, data is scarce. Um, This goes back to um, how we're looking at data. Um, Of course, I was when I was in the Air Force, I was in intelligence. I looked at pictures. I called an imagery interpreter specialist. That's what my job was. They are still employed today, but because everything's digital, they can also use AI to look at some of these things. Pinch the zoom. And artificial intelligence can actually be more cautious than humans about its conclusions and situation where data is limited. While the results are preliminary, they offer an important glimpse into how humans and AI will complement one another in critical national security fields, which means that... It hum- does the whole, oh, well, this is one in a 1,000 chance that it's actually a mus- missile flying, so I'm not going to do anything about it, which a human would be like... There's something in the space. It's a UFO. It's from. It's a cosmonaut. It's coming down to kill us. Right. So that's an emotional response. Yeah. That's all it means by it's more accurate. It's just that it just looks at the sheer like probability. If it's not a good probability, well then, yeah, delete. (laughs) Which is a bad thing at some point in time, right? Uh, So it gets to a certain, um, uh, certain variable factor and then the machine triggers that's part of the iRobot movie that 
somebody made a calculation about who should live or die and Will Smith ended up surviving while a little girl died in a car crash because at that point in time the android decided uh, you have a higher place in society blah 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 well, child just did, did all these calculations and said it was better to save Will Smith than the child so so um, basically it's saying AI doesn't have the emotional response that's what the article is coming to the AI doesn't have the emotional responses of a human, so therefore it makes a little more cautious decision about what's going on. Now, I'm all about cautiousness when it comes to launching nuclear weapons. But the article starts out citing war games, the old 80s movie where uh, the kid hacks into the uh, DARPA kind of stuff, the Whopper computer, and they start changing out all of the codes for the nuclear missiles with digital codes and the computer doesn't know it's playing a war game for real or it does and uh, whatever that however that plays out but they stop the missiles in the end by playing tic-tac-toe right <laughs> so <laughs> the 80s ladies and gentlemen are everything solved with childish games that's right <laughs> so a couple of space force things uh space force yeah space force so the Air Force has two of these planes called the X-37s, mm-hmm. which are miniature space shuttles. And they've been setting records for time and space. And uh, one of them's getting ready to launch. Um, it's going to be up in space. It's projected to be up for two years this time. With a person? What's that? With a person? The, no, 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 no. You can't have a person in space. I guess, well, they haven't tried that long on the space Well, station. they've done one year, but those people get all screwed up. Yeah. Well, here's a... I mean, there's a picture. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if that was... So that's just that, drone. No, that's actually the, the the space plane. Right, but I mean, it's a drone, right? People can't Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, what you're saying is correct. It's a drone. But nobody knows what the mission of this thing is. Um, this will be the sixth time that the plane has went up. Um, it's 29 feet long. It's basically a robotic mini shuttle. But nobody knows... The mission's always classified. Uh, sometimes there have been like a portion of the mission that's been unclassified because they're doing uh, some um, testing about long-term uh, viability of being in space and stuff like that. But the space plane is kind of interesting. There's a lot of conspiracy theories. The main one is that it's up there as an anti-satellite weapon because it's maneuverable and it carries enough fuel on it to maneuver it for two years and um, people who can track it if they have a, a good enough telescope and they know approximate orbits and stuff and they have computer systems that are tracking all the satellites are up there and then this one spurious object goes through that field then they know that that's probably the space plane know that it's changing directions what do you think it uses for fuel it has onboard fuel it either uses compressed air or you don't think it's electric or anything like just solar well, how would you convert that to thrust? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you there are you can have like nuclear engines in a spacecraft, but those are massive. Yeah. And you have to so you could I mean, it's not like you could turn on an electric fan and move it. <laughs> what? Yeah, it doesn't have propellers. <laughs> well, it uses solar energy to make more But there yeah, I, I mean, know. you can you can move something by shooting electrons out, but I there's not enough 
energy you could get out of the small solar panels that it has to shoot enough electrons to make something move that would be really difficult so but i i know it has compressed air but it also has like a little retro rockets on the sides of it to move it around um so all of that to say oh i'm getting blocked by a paywall this time i must have went past my moses article Giant asteroid, NASA, DART, yeah. deflection. Oh, that stinks. I went past my National Geographic. You only see like six articles a month. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, hopefully you haven't been on your National Geographic and you can go view this. But NASA plans to slam a new spacecraft into an asteroid. And oh. the testing of this, <laughs> this is to... This is like when they decided, oh, let's just not, you know, let's let this uh, fun little experiment of text payers you know three billion dollars of a satellite crash into the moon no i thought that was israel that wasn't states that was israel uh no i india just had one crash again israel's crashed something too but this was a couple years ago where what are they crashing into since the moon's not real well they hit the the main computer for the hologram on the inside (laughs) okay that's what it that's why there's a new crater well this is no this is a specific tests that they're doing to uh, figure out if there's a massive air asteroid coming to Earth and we're going to send something up to knock it out of... If, if you were around in the 80s and 90s, there's all kinds of movies about sending missiles up to protect the planet from an asteroid going to hit it and blowing the missiles up at right the right time or right spot. Well, and, what we need to do... For one of these asteroids. And so this is that kind of... They're sending this spacecraft up to the asteroid to see... To do a test on how we can deflect things. We don't need to deflect it. we got to catch it, man. That's what we got to <laughs> do. we got to catch those things. And then... So we, right now we don't need to figure out how to get back to Earth. we just got to figure out how to stop it from moving. Without blowing everything up. Stop it from moving. And then... How do you stop something that's going... A quarter of the speed of well, light? Well, because of the way... Not that physics work in space because it's in a vacuum. Like, physics you know, still work. I know, but it's it's different than it is on Earth. Like it it, it all follows there's, the same laws. In general, there's no friction, right? Yeah. So the theoretically, you could have right, like someone just pull opposite to it, and it would just. But that stop. would take in an in a massive amount of force. If you have an asteroid the size of, let's like a half mile or a mile across. That's going to weigh millions of tons. It still has a huge amount of inertia that you have okay, to... Okay, blow it up and then get one of the pieces, put in a giant net. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out on this. Put it on like a giant like titanium net mm-hmm. that we can catch a chunk of it in. And then... How about adamantium nets? Well, because it's adamantium, not adamantium. <laughs> Ammonium nitrate or something? Is that what, what you're trying to say? No, admitting it's, like yeah, it's not real. Wolverine. It's not real, Dad. Really? Because yeah. what you're saying isn't going to happen No, no, no. Either. A giant, like, metallic, uh, you know, titanium net, it gets caught in it, and there's, like, on the four corners of the net, there's, like, these booster engines that are just kind of, like, Do you know, start blowing okay, backwards a, to, like, a, slow it down. A net and that's made out of, like, titanium cables, and you're trying to catch a asteroid. Mm-hmm. Do you know with a force... There's no. no tensile strength in the world that would probably <laughs> hold that. It's diamond chained. It's unbreakable. 
Now, I will say this. I read a book, late 80s, early 90s. Um, one of, and it was written by a physicist. I can't remember the name of the book, but basically the principle of it was how mankind could travel through space. Just hitch on rides to a, well, like asteroids? Well, his thought was, yeah, basically we go up to an asteroid, we put a rocket motor in the back of it, and then um, we we put a kind of a scoop, in, electric scoop in front of it to collect little bits of asteroids. And so we make three or four of these uh, asteroid scoops, and we go out to the uh, belt, the asteroid belts that are out by Saturn, and we scoop up a ton of a ton being a huge amount, not actually the weight, a mess of asteroids. My friend Kim would just love it when I say mess. So we just get tons and tons and tons of tons of asteroid debris all together in one spot, and we can create a miniature black hole that's large enough for a spacecraft to go through. Because his theory was that black holes send us to other places in the universe. So other black holes. Basically, you pop in one black hole and pop out another. So outside of our solar system, we'd collect all of this debris, put it all together. Its own gravitational force will collapse it into a small black hole. And then we'll be able to fly a spacecraft into it and pop out in some new place in the universe. Can you imagine collecting enough stuff? No. The Earth is a giant rock, and we don't crush it underneath our own gravitation. Well, how the many? The Sun doesn't even crush underneath its own like gravitation. There's like a thousand, a thousand Earths fit inside the Jupiter. Yeah, and like ten, I don't know, however many go inside the Sun. And then and, a black hole. There's nothing would survive it. Well, the theory is, is if you can get past, if you can find the dead center, that the dead center of the event horizon which is the spot where it punctures space time. Which is what, the size time. of a Coke can? Uh, it could be, but that that dead center spot, all the tidal forces equal out. So if you could go through at that exact point in space time, that you would pop out and go through it without dying. But you also have to hit it at a certain speed because if you're going too slow going into it, it'll actually... The gravity gets exponentially strong, and it would just actually spaghetti. What is it? Spaghettification? Where you just <laughs> well, that's what it said at the Air and Space Museum as a kid. Is spaghettification is the word where it just like pulls you apart. Yeah, yeah. rings you out. Yeah, so you have to hit it at a certain speed and be right on point going through the event horizon, and then. But then what? What would happen after that? What? Will you pop out at another spot around well, the universe? How? how it's an infinite amount of it's an infinite amount of gravitational force and pressure just into a little thing what happens to it i'm not saying it would well, work right i'm not saying it's not going to work either it would or wouldn't work i'm going to say it's most likely wouldn't but what, what, what do we do with those kind of black holes what happens there's nothing in this we've never seen a black hole open up then close uh actually they monitor because black holes don't it's not necessarily mass it's density right. so the universe creates microscopic black holes that pop in and out of existence all the time and uh, astrophysicists have monitored those because there's enough whatever together in a dense enough spot that it actually creates a microscopic black hole. So theoretically, we could create a microscopic black hole in like 
Yeah, but you can't go lab. through a micro. Yeah. Well, no, but we could see what would happen if it just existed for a second. Like the theory right now is if, oh, we were by a black hole, everything gets sucked in, the whole world. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, if you make one the size of your your fist, right? Mm-hmm. At least we'd get a much better understanding of what one looks like and how things interact with it. If you put a bunch of like I don't know, things next to it, just. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it'll close in on itself. Maybe it has to hit the same amount of density it had when it collapsed. The yeah, amount I, of things it sucks in. Anyways, yeah. sorry. Let's go to let's talk about robots. Well, yeah, let's go to robots and we'll come back to this other thing because we've went to our time already. Doesn't feel like it's been that long. Yeah, that's because you're so mellow today. I'm mellow. Do you feel mellow, Dad? No. Do you feel irritated? Them so. So one of the things coming out of uh, robot robots teachers? taking over is that by 2015, certain uh, doctors... 2015? Or 20, 2050, not 2015. Say. I'm going in reverse. Uh, do a Pelosi. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the future. So back in December. <laughs> right. So they're predicting parenting robots will feed, teach, and exercise one in three kids, one AI expert explains. Wait, what, 2050? 2050. Did I say 2015 again? No, you said 2025, I think. Oh, wow. So I was like, it's five years, Ben. Yeah, he he's saying by 2050, parenting will be entirely optional. Well, I guess mm. it's a she. I shouldn't say he. She says that by 2050, parenting will be entirely optional. She reckons mums and dads, this is a British. Of course the it son, is. Yeah. We'll see their kids during the holidays. Smart baby monitors already check on baby's breathing and send alerts when a nappy is wet. That's a diaper in Britain. Um, She said parents will become as obsolete as floppy disks are today. There needs to be a debate about how far we're willing to outsource our lives to technology. Yes. Wackadoodle. Yeah, it's nuts. 2050, that's 30 years from now. You'll be my age. I'll be uh, 52. Do you think um, technology is going to change that much by then? Um, I think that society, what's what's really going to happen is you're going to run into the issue of that uh, that point where technology advances as fast as we can. What, I just saw a documentary on it like five years ago. What, what, one of these physicists or theoretic dudes talked about it where it's that... Uh, not the epicenter. What is it? It's the point where like Tipping how, point. yeah, the point where we can progress technology and the point is which we can use it is instant mm-hmm. to where everything's obsolete. This like, the exact second it's made because another thing is found. I think we're going to get into like a ballpark of that within a couple of years because we're going to run to political Paul, I think politics is going to be a big issue where we won't be able to use windmills to make enough energy. Cause it's just like, yeah, okay. We figured out how to make them perfectly clean. They don't cost us many money. They're just pennies in the dollar make windmills, but they're so slow. Well, we could do nuclear. Oh no, no, we banned that back, you know, 30 years ago. Can't do that. So we're going to run to that issue where society is going to move out of this decadent phase and it's going to go either uh, it, everything's going to be totally shift and change because what they're going to have to face is, well, we have to re-look at old con, uh, conceptions of the past and 
redo it so that I think society is going to change. Now, I think there'll be a lot more robotic things. Mm-hmm. Automated think, stuff. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be... My thing is I don't think there's going to be artificial intelligence. We're going to have augmented intelligence. Ooh. So it's you but not you. So you can have your personal assistant basically be a self, like a version of So that's of like you. a black... What was it on Netflix? Black Mirror? Dark Mirror? Whatever is that? Yeah, I think it's Black Mirror. But I mean, you know... There's okay. an episode like that where... You go into a hospital, they kind of download your consciousness and make a small version of you, a virtual version of you that yeah. goes inside like your iPad to control your house. Yeah, it's it's basically you, but not quite, quite you. you. Yeah. So that's why I think we're, we're heading where, in general, they'll be like, oh, I got to go to work. Doo-doo-doo. Hey, Siri, turn on the... Oh, stop. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, turn on the augmented me. Watch the kids do something cool and it's just like a, a screen that hovers around the, the house where it's not really you it understands it's not you it's mm. just a thing i can yeah. see that but i don't think all this stuff the technology is going to get to that point where we're just going to be in wally <laughs> not doing anything because human, hover, humans I just be can't in my do hover it around. those people are going to die because humans just can't do it they yeah. can't do it just sitting at home all the time look at the quarantine we're do we did it for a month and people are literally storming the government to shoot people <laughs> We're not going to be able to do this for a living, guys. Yeah. So a couple of insect stories. So the first is uh, we've talked about it several times in our podcast, mm-hmm. and but then U.S. news media is kind of obscuring it. But this locust problem over in Africa right now. So there's one big wave going through right now. Some of the um, swarms of these locusts are as big as Manhattan Island, they're saying which is mile, miles across. But the worst part is, is that these things are laying eggs like no other. St- it's been like 20 or 30 years since they've had locust storms, swarms this large. These things are laying eggs everywhere. And the way the eggs are emerging, that they're saying over the summer months, the it could be five times the problem that it is right now. And in Kenya, these things are landing on like, acres of land and eating the entire thing in like an hour and so there's uh kenya's already having a problem and these things are starting to cross over to india uh there was a story last month i think we either i either deleted it out of the show notes or we didn't talk about it but we might have about china's actually taken like a million ducks because they can eat like I just saw a thing today in India where this guy has a, a winery or a vineyard and he doesn't do pesticides. His whole thing is ducks. Yeah, they they eat, they ducks eat these eat stuff. Yeah, they eat these locusts. I think they can eat like a hundred a day or something like that. So China's already got all these ducks like lined up. They're shipping them to the border with India and over in that area to try to combat these locust storms, swarms. Shouldn't say storms. I guess it is kind of a storm. But um, it's getting really bad over there. And then you throw the COVID problems on top of it. The COVID problem exacerbated by because flights have been restricted. They've got to use pesticides to really control these locusts. And the pesticides aren't getting where they need to or in the quantities that they need them to try to control these things. So it's going to get out of hand. And in a couple months, this is going to be really bad. The other thing we want to talk about is these killer Asian hornets. Bro, I was just about to say that. The that mur- have been the coming wasps. In. Yeah, so I've got um, giant. They're they're like two inches long when they get full size. They have big enough choppers on them that when they land on a honeybee, they can just chop the honeybee's head off. 
They can, they can bite you like yeah. real good. I guess it feels like somebody shooting fire through your veins when it stings you. Hmm. So it doesn't feel very comfortable. I've got three stories in the show notes if when I go see them, but um, they are now they've officially found them in the U.S. Now part of this is a little I'm leery of it because in my generation in the seventies. Killer bees. The killer bees were coming, and we were all going to die. And Hollywood started making movies about the killer bees. It, it was kind of like uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, except with bees. And people would walk outside, and bees would just attack them and die and kill. So we we grew up with these crazy movies and like a sci-fi channel, like made-for-TV kind of movies about the bees killing everybody because of the big and um, no killer. Bees. I mean, they, these African, Afri- they called them Africanized bees, bees from Africa, and then they bred with American honeybees and made this kind of hybrid bee. Uh, nobody talks about that anymore. So then I bees guess are it's, like going extinct somehow. Yeah, which is. So yeah. these things, I mean, I can see it where it's like, oh, they made it over in a shipping container. They're in California. Uh, and they're kind of flying around. But I'm sure as soon as there's a cold snap, they're just going to... Yeah, I don't know, but they are down south right now and coming across the border, so we'll just see what happens. Just flamethrowers on every state line. Just <laughs> There's a herd coming. I don't think bees fly in herds, but okay. <laughs> what, well, they fly or in a Congress. What? No, a swarm. A swarm. Yeah. Uh, so this... Uh, I don't follow Game of Thrones. Who's this guy's name? Julius. Nor do I. Bor- Hathor Julius Borgensing. Icelandic star Halthor Julius Jorgensen. Yeah. Uh, so he Jorgensen. just broke the world deadlift record. Wow. So you can see him in the show notes. There's a short video of him doing it. Uh, 1,100 pounds. Yeah, 1,102 pounds. Uh, well, that was the previous record. What did he just lift? 4.5 pounds or something. Yeah. They just threw a sandwich bar oh, on he, top of he it. He beat it by two pounds. 1,104 pounds. So 501 kilograms. So That's big. Like, really big. I Yeah, yeah that's a lot. Uh, you can see the video of him picking it up like... Uh, what do you do with that kind of? Well, I remember I I, I saw one. The guy's article. massive. He looks like he could rip the top of my head off and oh, eat my I, brain. I saw I think it was Joe Rogan or some other thing. I saw a podcast where a guy was talking about how he broke some world record at some point for deadlifts, and he went home immediately and he, he couldn't see out of his eyes for like two days because yeah, they were they so were still bloodshot. Blood. Yeah, um, and he was peeing blood, pooping blood because he had like just blue capillaries. And it's really hard to see how many plates he has on there, but I. That he's been that that that, that bar I, of is, steel is well, moving. Yeah, like it's an Olympic wood. bill, and it's it's bending quite a bit. It's just f- flipping and moving. <laughs> Look how red his face is. <laughs> yeah, it's like the end of that movie Clue from the eighties. I'm going home to make a love to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see. Oh, I still got cross the streams going on. No it's wonder. just playing in the background. Yeah. No, you never turned it off. You just you just turned it down. Is that what I did? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, just having a day, aren't I? 
Well, that's about it for us today. We'll be broadcasting from the basement again soon. I'm the old guy. Yeah, I'm the man child. Don't forget to cross this stream of consciousness with others. Share it on your social media as we've done with you today. Until next week, don't fall up a down elevator and... Remember, if I don't make it back, those dang bees got me. The bees or the The bees. The killer bees, man. They're out there. Oh, the killer bees. They're They're still there. there. They're there. All right. Well, God bless you all. Stay safe out there as we battle the COVID. Stay quarantined, you slaves. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye. bloodpumpmedia.com.